cue music. Do 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 do. Saturday time with Tatum and guess. <laughs> I'm dead. every week to come talk to me about whatever and this week's topic is drumroll please high school yes the greatest four years of our lives yeah. now i would like to welcome our guest he's a very good friend of mine he is currently majoring in graphic design and he's somewhat jewish and he saw me cry my first day of college so please give it up for chase glogauer aka yeezy cracks what's up guys it's your boy just letting you guys know that we are recording this virtually i see him through zoom and then we're recording it on my phone because social distancing and yeehaw so chase how are you what's up what's going on uh things things are going try to keep up with school try not to sleep through it at home instead of sleeping through it at school like i usually would <laughs> same jk daily struggles daily struggles all right, so today's topic is high school. So you and I both went to Las Vegas, the performing arts, aka. LV. We did. Yes, we did, Chase. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing you. Oh well. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so at OVA, I was a full theater. disclosure. We know each other. I promise. Oh my god. So I was a theater major. Tell me about mm-hmm. your major. I think didn't you have two majors, or weren't you like an art major or some shit? Yeah. So I got in for art, which you had to do a portfolio review, and you had to draw still life for that. We had to make, I believe, it was like ten pieces for them to review with certain criteria. I had months to do it. I basically did it within like the week <laughs> beforehand. Love that. Finished it the night before. I mean, I was like a crying mess. I was like, I just want to go to California. <laughs> um, Good God. Yeah. But I got it done and I got it. Best experience of my life. Yeah, I got in for art. I did it for my first two years, freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then I switched into the film program. We didn't have a film program before that time. It was kind of just starting in that year I was switching in. Right. So I did that for my last two years. Right. And just for if anyone else that might not know, LVA, it was a magnet school here in Las Vegas, and we did have majors. So it was kind of treated like a college, and you also had to audition to get in. So kind of like you had to do the portfolio and stuff. What we had to do is we had to write our own monologue. We had to perform, I believe, two monologues from plays. And then we had to sing. And then we had to recite something from, oh, some poem from Alice in Wonderland. I don't remember what it was called. (laughs) I am a lonely dragon. (laughs) And this blonde is trying to kill me. But then the audition came up. And I remember specifically wearing black sweatpants because I knew that I was going to do the splits in the poem. Because they wanted to take, take that and then create mm-hmm. choreography for it so i was like well i'm gonna do the splits because a motherfucker could do the splits so i did the splits and then i if this if this dragon were trying to be shakespeare he'd need to do the splits he'd need to do the splits and so during the audition after i did the splits for that piece i forgot the rest of it and then i looked at them and then i said sorry but that was like the first piece I did. I, I still had other things to recover myself. So I still had the monologue and I still had the song. 
I remember singing the song. I think I sang Suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And I never had belted before until the audition because I got ballsy and was like, I'm just going to belt this shit. And then I remember one of the teachers giving me a standing ovation and I was like, cool. And then after I was done, I felt like I was on cloud nine. I was like, oh my fucking God. And I just started rambling to like the senior who was escorting us out. And then she was like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. Just chow, blah, 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 bye. <laughs> and yeah. And then I found out on my 13th, no, 14th, 13th birthday or something like that, that I got into LVA. Did you graduate from there too? I did. Oh, the story wraps up so nicely. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. So with the culture of LVA, because it was a performing arts high school, we had no Mm -hmm. football teams or any sports teams whatsoever. The only sports that went on was like guys who joined who like during lunchtime went into the gym and played basketball against each other yeah i mean so i've been asked that too is like you did you guys ever have sports and i'm like well i mean like we had them just not official like the archery club was great they got they got a lot of like awards and stuff even though they weren't like like a school archery team yeah they weren't a team Um, but it was like they did pretty good stuff yeah okay um but they're they're pretty good like if if every ccsd had archery we'd be the top of the archery we'd be the the lva pigeons archery (laughs) the lva pigeons oh yeah because there was no football team there was no mascot our mascots except for our stick figures our dancer an actor a trumpet and some other shit a paintbrush that's (laughs) those are our mascots (laughs) man so did you feel like uh, you missed out by not having a football team? No, because I, I, it's not like I would have been in it. I can <laughs> sure tell you that. <laughs> I, I, go, I go to a college that has a football team and, ever, and everything else, and I've never been to a game. So uh, same, actually. I think I, I think I was good on that. Maybe we should go like next. We also go to the same college, by the way. I think we should go next year just to rally it up for our senior year and say that we did it. Yeah, if it's not online football at that <laughs> online point. Online football! No! I'm dead. You're Is everyone running into their own walls at home? <laughs> okay, you're right. Can yeah. I just say, fuck Sadie's. I hated those dances. <laughs> they were kind yeah, of Yeah, those were... Me, honestly. And then it's the culture of... Like... Well, I mean, they're for couples, so... I mean... I was also very single and sad in high school, so <laughs> that's also why I hated it. Oh, well, let me tell you one Sadie story. I remember, like, I was with a group where everyone was dating someone, and then one of our friends had the hookup with getting, like, a private movie theater box at Red Rock. After Sadie's, we all went there, and all the movies that we could have seen, we saw Spongebob. That the weird SpongeBob nice. movie that came out a couple years ago, I don't know, in theaters, and everyone else was making out with each other, and I was just sitting there like watching the SpongeBob movie, and then I was like, "Cause SpongeBob is what sets the mood." Let oh me tell my you, God, like his his soundtrack, his soundtrack beats Boys to Men <laughs> ten times over. Yeah, I think that experience alone has made me never want to go to Sadie's ever again, ever. <laughs> well. Congratulations. Now you <laughs> have your know. chance. 
it's, it's not as popular in college as they told you it would true. be. True. True. All right. So I would say when you go to LVA, your life is so fucking busy. Like, I remember being at school from... Children, cover your ears. It's bad language. <laughs> Shut up. The title of the podcast is Cluster. Cover your headphones. <laughs> cover your headphones. Um, but I would wake up at 5 a.m. And then I would leave at 6 a.m. to, like, miss 6 a.m. traffic because this did. And I would drive there, and I would get there at, like, 6.20, and I would just sit in my car. Or I would go on the bus. I'm just mostly referring to senior year when I had a car. Yeah, I was going to say, who? <laughs> you you drove as a no, freshman? No, I just took the bus. Like, starting, like classes at 7 a.m and then i since i was theater majors i was also in shows so then i would get home sometimes either like 7 p.m or if it was like a long night of rehearsal like 11 p.m and i knew way more than that for like some of the stage managers there like i they worked us a lot so like what was a typical day for you typical day let's see so as far as yeah so as far as art so well, in the morning, I had the bus. When did the bus pick me up? I think the bus would pick me up around 620, something like that. And I am I think I moved I moved houses at some point, so the thing changed, but still stayed a typical, like, 20, 30-minute drive to school. Right. So about between 610, 620, uh, and it'd be super cold. <laughs> um, I, I, can't, I can't listen to to lord at all because i'm scarred by how cold and shivering i'd been tired i'd be in the morning on the bus and they'd they'd play lord i've locked down my memory so i can't oh, remember was what it the like first song is called so, a diamond in the flesh the, I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movie yeah yeah, yeah pop, that one yeah you know right what i'm talking about yeah so <laughs> i just read the lyrics i can't i can't listen to that i can't listen to uh summertime sadness I can't, and I can't listen to. Even Lord, that was Lana Del Rey. Uh, I know it's uh, yeah, no, 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 no. But these are the three songs that were the most popular and it's overplayed true. at the time on the radio, and it would be just so cold, and they'd play that, and I'm just like, this is misery. <laughs> this is awful. I, I want to die. That, like that, I think it was sophomore year when like Wrecking Ball came out by Miley Cyrus, and like that was my obsession. I loved that song. I don't know why. It was just like emotional. I just I loved it. So I constantly on repeat listen to it while on the bus. Being in your undies on a giant wrecking that's ball. Just like that's my aesthetic. <laughs> as Flicking as the hammer. kids say. Yeah, no, that is my aesthetic. I love it. So wait, so you would so you go on the bus and <laughs> you go oh, yeah. to class. Yeah, so yeah, go on the bus, get to school. At that time, even though I wasn't so much of an actual scene kid, most of my friends at the time happened to be that mm-hmm. crowd, which is weird. It was weird to me. Like, I always thought about it, but, like, it's just who I meshed with. And because, like, you know, middle school, I was one of the middle school kids that had the outcast mm-hmm. feeling. So growing from that, I had to start with that. So I hung out with them in the morning in the stairway. Ooh, stairway. The the stairway i hang out with them and then and then we all go to our class the bell would ring with doom doom and go to class 
the art classes you would have them uh, every day like our major classes yes. you would have them every yeah. day but like all the other classes were like every other day yeah we were on block block schedule gen eds were every other day but majors were every day yeah we'd and we'd spend how long did like an those... hour and a half were those yeah. still just an hour and a half, mm-hmm. like every other class? Yeah, but those those felt the longest, especially in art, because you're sitting there on the horse chairs. Uh, so they're like benches, and they're called horses because they're benches, and then they have kind of like a handle thing oh, okay. in the front. And that's to hold your artboard. There's a block in front of that, and that all holds your artboard in front of you. But it takes a toll on the back, because you gotta, you got you to gotta mm-hmm. be like this like the whole time. So we'd be doing that. I don't think it ever gets hot in that room so you were still uh, cold. mostly because you know yeah still cold no matter what because like art the art supplies and things like that they need proper temperature so they had their own regulated temperature the ac in that building was great <laughs> ac in other buildings no. oh, not God. so much what was it um, nap again right nap nap wasn't great but that was because it was connected to main hall which was probably the worst oh Wait, and nap. I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, Fraser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that I was talking about that building. The AC in that building. Well, that one. So, no, the AC in Fraser was fine. The problem was okay, the bathrooms right. and like Jesus. irrigation because it's all the smelled time. awful all the time but when you become a fraser major and you hubble in the basement that's that's part two of my <laughs> high school career you get used to it oh then God. you get used to it yeah you almost, almost miss, miss it. it almost miss it but yeah so long art time every day and it was so so stressful like you get in but so they teach you the fine arts stuff i think so you're trying to you're trying to really get it like what they're teaching you and really try to hone it so then when you're not doing exactly what it was you thought it turned out to be because you're so confident that you're getting it right then then you freak out this i don't know if you see it like so we have the Mm -hmm. zoom also um oh i have them both right here so this one this is in erased charcoal i believe so we've covered the whole thing in charcoal and then we and then we drew the still life with an eraser erasing the charcoal off so this is a still life I made in my first year because we worked on just black and white for the first year. The first year they teach you nothing but black and white and in pencil and paint, right. but all black and white. And then second year is color. So this one right here, that was a color one. Um, that was in color. That was a color one. That was in color. But that one I enjoyed the most um, is where I really realized that I liked drawing with pencils the most as a physical medium in comparison to paint like I like using paint but it's a bit easier to use pencil uh, so I can get to finer details than I can with paint and that would have been my favorite piece but so I had an octopus on my my model for that piece uh, an octopus on their head so I was gonna put a glossy effect on top of the octopus and on my drawing to Mm -hmm. give it that extra oomph and my teacher, I had asked her the best way to do that, and she had, and she had told me, I can't even remember. It's, I think, I don't think it was like a polymer gloss. It was something else. I can't remember the terms anymore. But she had told me to do that, and I did it, and it completely dried and dulled the color no. of the pencil, 
and ruined it and it didn't even gloss it it like just dried and it's not like i like i prepped it wrong or anything it just didn't work the right way and i was freaking out and it was on the, and it was no. the day that it was due i'm like sitting there and i'm i'm like so pissed off and i'm i got my pencils and i'm like sitting there before it's due and i'm trying to scratch it off and re-blend the entire octopus over and over and over and then i ended up getting like a c oh, on it and so i was upset so that and a color painting of another portrait that was not turning out well at all those kinds of things pushed me to especially look at the film program because I still wanted to be in art because I knew it was going to get a lot more vigorous in the future with the drawing and the painting. And if I wasn't getting the hang of it now the way that I wanted it to, then it wasn't going to help me afterwards. And I probably would have been kicked out because everyone else was doing really well. But I was still pretty good at film. And that went into a a whole other story. There's probably another question (laughs) I can get into that story later. But, you know, I still learn things, of course. And it's, of course, stressful, but it's like a stress that you look back on and, and you appreciate because it helped get you on a way oh, that yeah. I think, you ended like, up liking to be. Even just like comparing it to theater, I worked so many fucking hours at that school, but like I do appreciate it because like I got that experience, but I know like not a lot of people that was also in my majors, like some of them never got cast, so they never got to experience and like learn hands-on like what it's like to be in a show and so like I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. for it because it has taught me to like you know time manage and like be able to do long days like college I have like more free time like spacing wise but now it's like I have a job Mm -hmm. I am in shows or working on shows outside of schools and then college classes like you know you're paying for them at that point you can't just flunk them. I mean, you can, but like, you know, you I don't want to because that's like my money. But film, I've seen your films. I like uh, my favorite mm-hmm. film that you've ever done was the Barbie one. That was that was definitely one of my crowning achievements, especially because, and I love saying it every time I say it, it never gets old. I got an award for it for best dramatic film, and it was rated by professionals in the industry and like the film industry and all that, that uh, Mr. Delaney, the film teacher, had connections to from his extensive experience in the industry. He'd done a lot of stuff. It's amazing his name doesn't come up more in general because he was oh, on wow. like Golden Girls and so many different movies and Holy TV shit. shows. He was all over the place. Cool. Yeah, so he had he had a lot of connections, and they... Uh, reviewed each of our films and i got best dramatic and i beat out two jacob langsner films uh <laughs> for the kids who don't know uh jacob langsner he was considered one of the the he was in the prodigy group of the film film class he was always going to the skills usa competitions things like that and for a good reason mm-hmm. and he's still pursuing film today makes great stuff makes great stuff but i take pride in the accomplishment <laughs> that i beat out two I'm of done. his films in one you built, you in one category Love it. It's on it's on my resume. <laughs> Beat you, Jacob Langsner. If you're listening. I don't know if you are. But appreciate you. Yeah, buddy. going off of that, like favoritism, which some of the people who are favorited, like, they deserve the favoritism. But I know sometimes in the theater department there are people who got favoritism who I don't think quite deserved it as much. I'm not gonna name any names, but okay. you know, that's my opinion. And I think a lot of time they just played the same characters. Now, I, I can't just say that, you know, because we're all still high school. We're not supposed to be creating like Meryl Streep work. 
You know what I mean? Like, they're not expecting us to be prodigies, protégés, whatever the fuck. But there was favoritism. Depends how you spell it. And I don't like... Okay, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Favoritism exists everywhere. It exists everywhere in the industries, in the arts, in basically everything in life. And I hate when people deny that there there is favoritism. I hate when people are like, oh, well, there's no favoritism and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, so then why did this person get cast in so many fucking shows against this other person who was also equally great and did not get cast at all? And it just, especially in like a school setting, you're supposed to be, and I'm not like pinpointing any specific teacher out, but I'm just saying, I think the department, it just departments in general for like schooling and stuff. You got so many other talented people in the world and, and or like just in the class. And this also goes for college too. Like there's just so many other people that like you could give that opportunity and chance to. And since it's, it's more like, I don't, I don't know what the, what the word I'm trying to think of it, think of it is, but like you're paying for that education. And if you're paying to be a theater mm-hmm. performing oh. major, and you come out with no experience whatsoever, it's kind of like, well, was that even worth it? Question mark. I don't know. If I graduate from college without anything else in my resume from that college, you know, that would suck. And I would be like, that wasn't worth it to me. Now, granted, I did get cast in, you saw it, Fun Home, which it was a great experience. I loved it. Um, I, it was great in the sense that like the actors and the directors I was having a struggle mm-hmm. time. Birth control sucks for me. And so I was like very depressed at that point. I honestly kind of thought that that experience was a blur, but like I love performing it. But favoritism is going to be mm-hmm. there all the time, but I feel like there should be less because we should all be learning, especially in college when we're paying for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think as far as LVA is concerned, and probably in you and LV too, but I think LVA, like even though it's an educational environment, the majority of their money has to come from their departments because it goes to those departments and the majority of it goes to the theater. So I'm pretty sure that uh, most of the favoritism like that was also probably fueled by the one and only capitalism. the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> capitalism. So to ensure that like whoever they thought was bringing in, bringing in the tickets for the shows, they would cast them more often because they create that reputation for the true. school I'm, and at I'm that time. I'm not saying that that's true. That's just like a theory. I have no idea. But like, yeah, yeah, that's know. just yeah, and just a theory, a game. Theory. Even then, let's think about it. So LVA, like the theater that we had, Loudon Theater. Looking at it and looking at like all the other mm-hmm. theaters, like professional theaters and shit, we were fucking spoiled. Our dressing rooms should not have been that huge. The college dressing rooms that I went in are smaller. They were huge. Massive fucking rooms. And like they had this huge scene shop and huge costume shop and a big ass stage. And I was just like, wow. And like we even had a balcony seating. Like holy shit. We had projections like during Cinderella and it was crazy. I guess Mm -hmm. because we spent so much money on that, yeah, I guess, like, the theory of who can bring in the, like, most seats and stuff like that, I still think that there were equally as talented people that could have still brought in those seats. Oh, yeah. Most most definitely. Yeah. It was just (laughs) of. But it especially, from what I saw from, like, some of my friends (laughs) who didn't get cast, it brought down their self-esteem so much. And it was 
so unnerving to see that. And then a lot of them lost their love for theater. Now they're not doing theater anymore, which good for them because they ended up finding something that they are passionate about. But like, what would have happened if they had gotten those opportunities? Would they still be doing it? And I think because they didn't, mm-hmm. and not to say that you need validation, but when you're young and people tell you that you're good at something, you start giving a passion for it because people are telling you that you're really good at it. When you're given opportunities to do something that you actually genuinely love. People told me that I was a good singer. People told me that I was a good actor. And I was like, cool. And some of that validation did fuel me up to keep doing it. And now I fuel myself up because I love this art form alone. But I did find it quite sad where they would just be like, well, I never felt good enough for LVA. So honestly, I don't even know why I'm here. And it showed up doing scene work and stuff like that. No one cared. And... If it's if something like that mm-hmm. is affecting how you're learning in classes, I think that's a problem. I'm grateful for my experiences, but more yeah. opportunities that could have been to my other friends who are also very equally talented. And that's just that. You know, that's my opinion. That's what I'm saying. It's the truth to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my opinion. That's what I'm saying. That's the truth. That's the facts. Look it up. <laughs> the only way you'll find in Wikipedia is as a reference source because yeah. it's fact. But that's just my Ooh. opinion. Fact. So because LVA was like right next Social to distance. Um, Fremont Street. So were you like me? I just hang out on Fremont Street like after school, like all the fucking time. Yes, but opposite. So we'd go down Fremont to Container Park. We'd hang out at Container Park a lot and have the hot dogs there. Look at the the Kappa Toys. Kappa Toys was always fun. They've now closed the Kappa Toys down there. But they opened one in the fashion show mall, which was crazy. I'd go down there with friends. What I would mostly do, people knew me for a lot of things there. And I guess to a point where like other people that I talked to from school and like people that I work with that I went to school with, they thought I was like a popular one because I was just known for so many things. Only because like I'd say a word to like any person. But yeah, so I would, my favorite thing was going down to the 99 cent store, Burger King, Savers. And people ask me, like, you go there like all the time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's because 99 cent store. Let me tell you, Dollar Tree, <laughs> not, not sponsoring, but Thank advertising. You. 99 cent store was my favorite place to go. And then the Burger King in the same parking lot. And then across the street from that was the Savers. That's where I got my new appreciation for like uh, albums because they had a lot of vinyl records there. And then I ended up getting like a Ooh, Bluetooth fine. speaker slash record player from Ross to play those so what i would do on usual time after school is like go down there get some snacks stuff like that with friends and other times like if we had so i was in dance pe so if we so if we had dance shows or late for that then we'd go down to container park we'd hang out a while i feel like the strip is very much for tourists but fremont street you have some tourists but a lot of it's just for the locals i feel like because there's you have your standard, like, beat-up Spongebob. Mm-hmm. Loving the Spongebob. Spongebob is the like, theme. I loved, I loved going to Container Park. Container Park was so fucking fun. And they had, like, that grass area. They started doing live music there. All the fucking shops and shit. And the hot dogs were so good. But then mm-hmm. my favorite restaurant downtown is and will forever be Lay Thai. Say Lay Thai. Lay Thai. 
Latai. Latai. Um, French plus Thai. But Latai was just... Frito Latai. We always go there before, like, a show or something like that. Let's transition to... What was your best high school memory? Best high school memory. Probably that Best high school memory. (laughs) Probably that award. Not gonna lie. Because that one... That one really sprung on me, too. It was... Because I was up for... Uh, for everyone, I apologize. You're gonna hear this story in multiple <laughs> sections, <laughs> but it's my favorite story. So, because I was supposed to present most experimental film, so I was in the backstage ready to present this other category, uh, which yeah, my film was, was also in, and I thought it was gonna win that one because it was because you saw it. It was pretty experimental. So, so I was sitting there. I was expecting like it's gonna be funny if I win this one, and then and then I hear them call my name outside. And I'm like, what? So I, I, I was in shock with that one, and I peeked my head out. And that was probably was like, my favorite. I'm trying to think. The best high school memory. Ooh, man. The cast parties fucking smacked. And one particular at oh. um, our friend's house. I'm not going to out her in her house. But that, I don't want to say that's my best high school memory, but that was like my best high school party. But I guess my best high school memory was finding out that I was cast for the first time at LVA. I think that was fun. I was just kind of shook because I was a freshman. And I remember someone telling me, be prepared to be the most loved and the most hated person. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> cool but i think being cast and then getting that first show experience you know i also i was also nervous because i was like i'm a freshman i don't know shit what am i doing here i don't even know but i was very grateful and i'll never forget that well thank you chase yeah this was this is fun good way to spend my saturday and thank you everyone who is listening to the first episode of clusterfuck i hope you enjoyed so tune in next week i don't know what the topic is but you'll find out So, catch y'all later.